0: are nearing the end of our year of spiritual formation. Uh, We came into this year praying, asking God to to change us, to help us grow, to help us become more like Jesus. And we have tried to be intentional about what we're doing this whole year, from sermon series to the rooted experience at the beginning of the year, to the deeper experience uh, more recently. And all the way through, children and youth and college, all of us, all together, just laser-focused on going deeper uh, with God and with each other. And I just want to say, in, in all kinds of areas in the life of our church and in many of our own lives, growth is actually happening. <laughs> like, God is at work, and, and lives are being changed. I do want to inform you, and hopefully this doesn't come as a surprise, we are actually going to be continuing the work of spiritual formation like in 2023, for example. Uh, But that said, um, we really want to stop and celebrate some of the unique things that God has done among us this year. Can you imagine if we went through a whole year of spiritual formation and we never stopped to celebrate? Like we never paused to recognize some of what God has done and we never stopped to say thank you. And so that's what today and on into this evening is all about. This morning, uh, specifically, I want to talk about the practice of gratitude and how that connects to a moment like this and what it means to celebrate. Um, I thought we were done for a little while talking about emotional health. Turns out that gratitude is like an epilogue to these last nine weeks. Um, it is actually another aspect of emotional health. So. And I think what we'll see is our ability, our willingness to practice gratitude, that that directly affects the quality of our relationships with each other. And it's also, and we don't often think about this, it's central to our relationship with God. So just to get us thinking, I want to start with a question. Do you know someone who is just not a very grateful person? Do you have anyone in your life, like, you do stuff for them? You show up, you do favors, you provide for them, you, you help them move, uh, you, you babysit their kids. Do you know anyone in your life you'd say, they're just not very grateful? I don't think they appreciate what I do for them. Now, many of you immediately had someone come to mind, uh, perhaps someone you work with, maybe someone you live with. Hmm doesn't count, by the way, if it's like your three-year-old child, okay? Uh, maybe it's someone you've gone out of your way to do something nice for, perhaps your boss. You work tirelessly week in, week out, maybe behind the scenes, and they end up sort of taking all the credit. Or they never seem to recognize how much you contribute to, to their success, and every once in a while, you know, you have a bad day at work, and you just, you get fed up, and you think, I'll show them. I'll quit. How about that? I'll just walk into their office, and I'll hand them all the work that I'm doing, and I'll say, I'm done. Here you go. Because then, maybe then, they'll, they'll finally... Cliff, don't even. Cliff's nodding his head at me. Um... Maybe then they'll, they'll appreciate everything that I do or whatever. <laughs> I bet almost all of us can, can think of someone who's not very grateful. So what we know for sure is that ungrateful people uh, are out there. Ungrateful people um, are definitely exist. We know that. Here's my next question for some reason. Do you guys want to try to turn that on and off real quick? Maybe that will, sometimes it freaks out. Here's my next question. Are you a grateful person? Do you consider yourself to be, maybe not in every moment, in every situation, very few people do that, but on the whole, on average, do you consider yourself to be, at the level of your character, uh, a grateful person? And I want to say, of course you are. Of course you are, you're grateful, I'm grateful. Um, I would bet that all of us would say that we're grateful people. So I don't know if you can see the problem with this just yet, but that means one of two things. Either all of the grateful people just so happened to gather in one room this morning, and all the ungrateful people are out there somewhere, or the other possibility may be more likely is that pretty much everyone thinks they're a grateful person. So here's our first problem. There's something about ingratitude that's really, really hard to see in the mirror. Um, In fact, I don't think I know anyone who would say, you know what, my problem is I'm just not very grateful. I mean, to admit that, it sounds ugly, it sounds like I'm uh, admitting I'm greedy or selfish. No one wants to admit they're ungrateful. Again, here's the good news. I am not accusing anyone here of being ungrateful. Um, I'm sure you're all grateful people, so just relax. You can relax about that part. But hopefully we can agree that in individual moments, in case-by-case situations, if there are instances where we're not as grateful as we should be, that that is actually very difficult to see in ourselves. So that's problem number one. The second problem is this. There is another dynamic at play here besides just being grateful or not, which, as I said, I'm sure you are a grateful person. Here's a different question. Has anyone ever accused you of being ungrateful about something? Can you think of a time when when someone, maybe a spouse, a significant other, a, a coworker, someone said to you, I don't feel very appreciated by you. They said something like, I do all this work around the house. I'm picking up after kids all day and I don't think you really even notice. Or someone came to you at work and said, I put in all this extra effort on the project. I stayed late and, you know, no one seemed to appreciate what I contributed. Or maybe someone did something nice for you or they they got you a thoughtful gift and then later said, I don't know, I just... I just didn't feel like you appreciated that. So, thinking of a time when someone expressed maybe some frustration to you, some disappointment, because they didn't think that you were grateful for something they said or did. How did you respond? If you're like me, more often than not, we get a little defensive about this. At least we feel that kind of start to rise up within us. At our worst, That can turn into, well, let me think of all the things I did that you didn't say thank you for. And that doesn't go very well, does it? More often than not, though, we actually, in these moments, we appeal to how we feel. Like, why are you upset? Of course I feel gratitude for what you've done. Why are you accusing me of being ungrateful? I mean, deep down, you want to say, I do feel grateful you have dinner ready. Or, of course, I appreciate the work that you did on the team or the project. And, I mean, we couldn't do it without you. I think what often happens, again, because we're all grateful people, is we tend to go to this place within us that is actually grateful to and for the other person. Like, wait, why are you upset? I I do feel that. And it's genuine. You're, You're not making it up. You feel gratitude, especially when someone brings it up but there's something that rises up inside of us. We're thinking, if you knew the gratitude I felt, you wouldn't feel unappreciated. You wouldn't think that I'm ungrateful. You you wouldn't have any reason to be upset right now. Here's the problem. The other person can't see what's going on inside of you. They have no way of knowing what you're feeling. What this means is that gratitude by itself Feeling grateful, unless it's translated into words or demonstrated in some way, gratitude is 100% invisible. The other person can't see it. And what I'm learning, and I know this sounds so obvious, but we often, I think, miss this. Gratitude as a feeling alone, especially in our relationships, is almost completely worthless. The other person has no idea There is a world of difference between feeling something in our hearts, feeling grateful, and then the way we express that or communicating that to others. And what happens if we don't recognize this? We think they're basically the same thing. And then we get caught up trying to defend our good, true, right feelings can't you see? I'm grateful. I appreciate you. I feel nothing but gratitude. When the other person, A, can't see our feelings, and B, they're not interested in our invisible feelings, they're asking that those feelings be expressed. Does this make sense? If you have a Bible, turn to Luke 17. There's a scene in Luke's gospel where all of this actually plays out. Luke 17, starting in verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Now, this word leprosy was basically a catch-all in the first century for all these various incurable skin diseases. And in this culture, that made them like ritually impure, unclean, which meant that they pretty much lived with a debilitating social disorder. Most people would have assumed that these 10 guys were under some kind of divine curse or punishment from God, something that they had done. And because these diseases weren't understood, it raised all kinds of fears and paranoia about um, these people being contagious. So They were, for example, forbidden from entering towns or villages. By law, they were required to maintain at all times 150 feet or more of distance between them and anybody else, which means they're they're totally cut off from the community, from their family, from uh, they couldn't work. They had to depend on charity. And so all that to say, these guys are relegated, obviously, to the very edges, margins of society. Verse 14, when Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourself to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. I love this because notice that Jesus doesn't heal them on the spot. Having done essentially nothing in response to their request, he hasn't really done anything when they've asked him for compassion. He just says, go show yourself to the priest. And the priest in this culture, of course, served in a religious sense, but because religion, societal life were like all one thing, the priest was also like the, was like the hospital, the health department, like all these different hats. Only the priest could give these lepers the official all clear or clean bill of health that they needed to rejoin society to get their lives back. But what I like about this um, What this means is that as they leave Jesus in their current leprous condition, at this point between go show yourself to the priest and as they went, they actually have nothing to show, nothing's happened. They have nothing to show the priest, which means that Jesus is asking them the same thing he sometimes asks of us. He's asking them to step out in faith by doing something that doesn't really make sense, He's asking them to go forward on the assumption, I guess, that they would be healed at some point and they wouldn't just be standing there at the temple door, hey, just a bunch of contagious lepers here to scare you, Uh, that something's going to happen. And amazingly, they actually go through with it. And it's only after they set out with the intention to obey Jesus' very bizarre command that at some point they find themselves healed along the way. Verse 15 One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. One of them, Luke says, as soon as he realizes he's been healed, he turns around. Apparently, he doesn't even make it all the way to the priest. He just abandons the mission, immediately turns around and goes back to thank Jesus. And one of the theological kind of, Implications that I think Luke assumes that we will pick up on is the fact that Jesus is acting like he is the embodiment of the temple. And so, this man, the one, the Samaritan, is actually making a pretty big theological statement when he stops going to the temple and instead goes, Wait, I don't need to go to the temple. Because God is working directly through Jesus. He's active and present wherever Jesus is. So he turns around. I need to go back and express my my thanks and my worship to Jesus. And so he goes back. He falls at Jesus' feet. And we we can only assume. Thanks him profusely. And it wouldn't be lost on on Luke's audience that this one is a Samaritan. We find out in the next verse that the other nine are Jews. Um, But the Samaritan, the outsider, gets it when everyone else doesn't. Verse 17, Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Now here's a very important question for us to consider. Do you think that the other nine felt gratitude in their hearts for what Jesus had done. I mean, were they really just that ungrateful or did they genuinely appreciate what? I think they appreciated it, of course. I mean, this is the greatest gift they'd ever been given. This will change absolutely every aspect of their lives from now on for good. I mean, this means if they have families, they can go back to their families. They can work to support themselves, their kids. They can participate in the life, the worship, in the synagogue. They can celebrate the feasts and festivals. They can get back to pickleball. Some of you are like, oh, now I get it. Okay. <laughs> now I get it. Um, so no doubt, they're overwhelmed. They're overjoyed. And if we could have caught up with them down the road after they were healed... If we could have interviewed these other nine, tell us, how do you feel now that this amazing thing has happened? I think they probably would have said, we're so blown away. We are so, so grateful and appreciative. Grateful doesn't even begin to do justice to how we feel. And if we could have followed that up with another question, who do you owe this debt of gratitude to? I think they would have said to Jesus. He told us to go. We looked down. Our skin was no longer discolored. We were healed. It's because of Jesus. But notice none of the other nine took the time to come back and express their gratitude personally to Jesus. I don't know why. It's almost hard to believe, isn't it? You know, I'm sure that I've gotten gifts in the past and like forgotten to send a thank you note. This is bigger than that, isn't it? It's way bigger. And maybe they neglect this, who knows, but maybe it's because returning to say thank you takes effort, takes intentionality, some time. Um, there are several instances in the Gospels where Jesus heals someone, and it says they, they went away praising God. But as far as I know, as far as I can recall, this is the only time when this one. It's the only time when someone comes back And explicitly thanks Jesus for for what he's done. Maybe in their excitement, the other nine just forget. They just move on to the next thing. Perhaps they did what we do sometimes. Maybe they simply assumed that since they felt grateful, since that was like the state of their heart, that that was enough, that it was done, that the cycle of gratitude was complete. Maybe they assumed, of course, Jesus knows that we're grateful. That's so obvious. I just find it interesting that Jesus notices who doesn't come back. And I don't know if he felt, like, hurt by this or if he took it personally. We don't know. But he did ask about the other nine. Where are the others? Again, he's not saying that they aren't in their hearts grateful. His question is, why haven't they returned to communicate what they feel? Why haven't they come back to express what is undoubtedly in their hearts? Again, their problem is sometimes our problem, isn't it? As I said at the beginning, ingratitude is very difficult to see in the mirror. That there is a world of difference between feeling grateful and actually expressing That gratitude. In other words, it really doesn't matter when it comes to relationships what you're feeling on the inside. I know you're you're feeling grateful because you are a grateful person, which is wonderful. But without expressing that more often through words, there are probably some other things that we can do to demonstrate our thanks. But without expressing gratitude, and here's the problem it can not always but eventually over time it actually can communicate the opposite the opposite of how you feel again unexpressed gratitude is completely invisible which means the other person not able to see what you're feeling is left to conclude huh he didn't say anything hmm i guess maybe you didn't notice It doesn't seem like you appreciate that or care what I did. Or how about this one? You spend an hour and a half making dinner, and it's ready. It's on the table, and you have to basically yell at the kids and everyone else. And after the third time of telling them, please come to the table, dinner's ready, everyone finally moans and drags themselves to the table like they're being so inconvenienced and you sit down to eat and someone inevitably complains about they don't like whatever. And you manage to drag barely a few sentences out of everyone around the table about how their day was and then dinner's over and everyone's off to separate rooms and the kitchen is a mess and it's like, could someone please just say thank you and acknowledge that this meal did not magically prepare itself and magically clean up after itself? And again, what happens over time is that perceived ingratitude actually creates resentment. It builds up. Eventually, it spills over, and the person has, like, actual, a real sense of hurt or, or maybe even a feeling of almost neglect. They end up thinking to themselves, why am I even doing this if no one appreciates it? So perceived gratitude often leads to Resentment. Even worse, over time, the person could come to experience your unexpressed gratitude as personal rejection. Over time, this moves from, I guess you don't appreciate what I do, to maybe you don't appreciate or value me, that you've somehow rejected me or you don't think I'm that important. And again, if we're not aware of how this works, in those moments, sometimes we go, well, what do you mean I don't appreciate you? Of course I do. The only way to close the gratitude loop, the only way to make what you feel in your heart known, the only way to make the invisible visible, more often than not, is to say it. To say the words, thank you, and to be specific. I noticed that you went above and beyond your job description. Thank you. I realize you work really, really hard to host that gathering, and I just want you to know I really appreciate all the effort and the sacrifice you put into that to make it go so well. Thank you. We actually know this um, intuitively. This is why, if you have little kids, um, when it's their birthday, and they're opening gifts from people, this is why when they open a gift and they don't say anything, You feel this as a parent, don't you? Because it comes across as ungrateful. It comes across as if they're saying, of course you got me Legos, it's my birthday. Or you do that thing at Christmas where there's chaos and there's wrapping paper everywhere and your son or daughter is sitting beside a gift that they've just opened and they're reaching for the next one and what do you do? You go, whoa, 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 wait, 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 slow down. Who's that from? And they go, I don't know. (laughs) And you got to find the torn paper and you're turning it over and to get to the tag, this is from aunt so-and-so. She's over there. What do you say? Right? Go over there and tell her thank you, you little ingrate. (laughs) And then you do do this. You watch them as they go over and, and you say to yourself, please, please, please say it like you halfway mean it. We know intuitively. We teach our kids. You've got to close the loop, or it's not really gratitude. It's not complete. And it's the exact same for us as adults. We actually don't graduate from this. In this story, one out of the ten lepers who are healed, one out of ten who benefit from what Jesus does, goes back. One out of ten probably not too far off from a percentage, percentage percentage-wise, of what often happens. The world needs more people like this. The world needs more people who go back to express gratitude, and so my challenge to you and myself is are you willing to be the one who goes back? The Samaritan goes back to thank the one who helped him go forward. Who are the people in your life who've enabled you to move forward? And have you remembered to go back and thank them? Who are you grateful for, for what they've done? But perhaps this is a person who, for the most part, because all you have is invisible feelings of gratitude, maybe they have no idea what you're feeling. Can you imagine if we did this? I really think that we underestimate the impact that this small but intentional action can have on the people around us. Can you imagine this thought experiment? If your teenage son or daughter came to you one day and said, Mom, Dad, I realize that I treat you like an ATM machine, and I come to you constantly asking for money, and I just want you to know I appreciate all of your hard work. And it means so much. I know what you do to support this family. And again, I I come to you and I think you have a tiny printer in your pocket that prints money. And I just want to say thank you. I mean, as a parent, you would pass out from shock (laughs) if that happened. Can you imagine if your spouse came to you and said, I know you've done so much to keep our household running and you've Bills are paid and laundry's folded. Meals are prepared. And, and I know you do so much behind the scenes, much I'm not even aware of. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you could even back that up with action. You could if you wanted. Let me, let me clean the kitchen. You've done enough. You go relax. Again, if your spouse did that, you'd be like, am I am I on a hidden camera show? And what would you do if your boss said to you, I noticed all your extra effort. Thank you for your hard work and your dedication. It would change the tone of our relationships. What if we said thank you specifically? You wrote that email. You sent that note. What if we went around with our radar up looking for opportunities to close this gratitude loop to express what we actually feel in our hearts? This is risky. This is why this is connected to emotional health, because it requires that we know what we feel in our hearts, and it requires that we take the risk of vulnerability. You're putting yourself out there, especially if you haven't done this, you know, if this is, not a, if this is a new thing in that relationship. It feels really risky. But who do you need to communicate gratitude to starting today, starting this week? And I know some of you are thinking, I can't do this now because if I go home now and try this, they're just going to say, well, you're just doing this because Matt brought it up at church and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not falling for that. (laughs) And I'm just telling you, if the other person has even a little bit of emotional intelligence, they won't do that. No, they'll be overjoyed. They'll feel valued. They'll feel seen and appreciated. But this one thing has the potential to change the tone, the climate of every relationship that we have. By the way, this is not just about our relationships with each other. This actually applies to our relationship to Jesus. In fact, the story of the 10 lepers, that is primarily what it's about. One came back. One returned to Jesus and fell on his knees, praising God, thanking Jesus. One made the effort to communicate out loud his gratitude. Where are the other nine? We don't know. I'm sure they were grateful, but only one returned. And as unbelievable as that is, here's my question. How often do we do the same thing to God? How often does God answer our prayers or provide, or open doors, or meet us in our difficulty with his presence, with his peace. And we take it for granted. We're busy. We forget. We just, yeah, 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 and move on to the next thing. Psalm 107 says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. And this is a long psalm with this constant refrain. Has God answered your prayer? give thanks. Has he delivered you in some way? Give thanks. Um, Has he provided for you? Give thanks. Has he guided and directed your steps all along the way? Has he been faithful to you? Give thanks. And then the psalmist says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Let them say it out loud. Let them express their gratitude for what God has done. Let them celebrate who God is and his activity. By the way, this, at its core, this is what worship is. Worship is simply standing in awe of who God is. I mean, like, really getting in touch with that. It's standing in awe of what God has done. And then it's responding out loud, externally, With praise and with thanksgiving. It's not just feeling gratitude in your heart, it's reflecting that back. It's remembering to remember to recognize all that God has done. And so, again, as we've come to this point in the life of our church and all that has happened, we think about all that God has done this year, not just through deeper, but in big and small ways in all areas, in children, youth, in college. This is why we got to tell these stories. This is why we have to stop and to celebrate and to say, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. It's what we're doing tonight when we celebrate baptisms. These individuals saying, this is what God has done in my life, and I want to give him thanks. I want to give him praise. I do want to confess that as your pastor, I know that I don't say thank you enough. And I really was, I thought a lot about that this week. Um, I was just reflecting back personally this morning on some of the things that have happened this year. And in many ways, as everybody knows, this has been the most difficult year of my life. And I just want to say thank you again. And I'll, I need to keep saying it. Thank you to all of you. Your, your kind words and your emails, and your cards, and your meals, and your hugs, and, are, and your are you okay, and how are you doing, and is there anything I can do to help? I mean, it's, it's, I'm so thankful for that, and it's literally changed my life, that experience with all of you. Beyond that, I think about all of you who have stepped up to serve All of you who this year have joined a ministry team, like more than 200 of you, and we'll talk a little bit about that tonight, who said, yes, I'm willing. If if you can use me, I'm in. Thank you. Thank you. You enable us, you enable this to be a place where we can invite people to find hope in Jesus. We actually have the stories that we have to share of what God's doing. Thank you. To all of you who give generously and sacrificially, and I mean, there are people here, many of you, who you could drive a nicer car than you do. You could live in a nicer house. You could take like, you could kick the vacation up a notch, but because you've committed to give generously, that's what you've decided to do. Thank you, and that you are a part of what God is doing around here. You enable us to have these kinds of stories, and so we celebrate that. Who do you need to thank? Second, perhaps it would be worthwhile to maybe take some time later today or sometime this week and just to pause and look back on what God has done. It's part of what we're trying to get us to do with these cards, right? To help us recognize what God's done in our lives before we just move on to the next thing so that we can give thanks, so that we can express what's in our hearts. I want to encourage you, final word here, come back tonight if at all possible. I know it feels like an extra thing, and it is. I know it feels like an optional thing, and it is, but it, this is like, it's not just an add-on. This is like what we're actually doing as a church. So it's a big deal, and we'd love to have you join us uh, in celebrating tonight. Would you stand with me, and we'll pray. God, I pray that you would bring to mind right now um, for each of us that individual or two that we owe a debt of gratitude. Bring to mind, Lord, that person who has done something, they've encouraged us, they've helped us, um, they've enabled us to go forward in some way. Lord, help us to remember to go back. I pray that you give us the courage to do that. It feels so risky sometimes to say those words, to communicate how we feel. It's really vulnerable. But give us the courage to make the invisible visible, to close that gratitude loop. And God, we just, as we come to the end or near the end of this year, we think about all you've done, the ways that you have led us the ways that you have shaped us, the ways that you have met us, maybe most significantly, in difficulty. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for guiding us, for providing for us, for shaping us, for believing in us, for being in our corner. We give you thanks. As we go out, may the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. And may we do it joyfully, boldly, and may we point others to you in the process. And may our gratitude as it's shared only increase. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.